0: Hi Damien Christoph here and Marcus Pierce here after you listen to this Wellness Couch podcast make sure you strap on your early bird wellness cape and head over to thewellnesssummer.com and book your early bird tickets tickets are going like hotcakes and why wouldn't they be because two days of powerhouse wellness featuring the up for a chat girls the new couch rock star Kyle Brock the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe our beautiful special guest Nat Kringoudis quirky Joe Whitten Marcus Pierce, MP our brother the wellness guys and more should not be missed
1: Get ready for some serious wellness, inspiration, education, extrapolation, information, fermentation, and so much more. Head to thewellnesssummit.com and book your tickets now.
0: Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Meara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring
2: you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison.
1: And I'm Cindy O'Meara.
0: <laughs> Honestly, if you guys could see what we just did, you would wet your pants laughing. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at the video because we're on Skype again, love and technology. We're on Skype again and I'm looking at the videos of Kim and Cindy and we're all like doing peace signs and punching the air and getting all excited <laughs> because today's podcast is going to be a rip snorter. Rip snorter. Shut it. Snort. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be tops. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. I'll rip. Oh. <laughs> I rip. Okay. You rip. I'll snort. Ready? Rip. All right.
1: Sit. Go. they're all gonna think we've gone mad cats we
2: mean they're gonna think i'm looking at you both watching you both on the screen going what am i really part of this seriously (laughs) considering today's topic i think it's hilarious i do think it's
0: hilarious okay let's just preface this we are all absolutely exhausted it's eight o'clock at night kim and i are in our jammies sitting i'm sitting in um, my spare bedroom because matt is watching the football and of course course, cindy's just flown in from um being away for the last i don't know how long and then she goes off for another four weeks and kimmy's sitting in her bedroom in her nitra in her dressing gown and danny's just come home for a couple of days so we are taking precious time let's just put that out
2: there Let's just say you are, and I'm very happy to share. And if he pops in, I might just go quiet. I'll just say, (laughs) and then and
0: because you're on video, we will know what you're doing.
2: (laughs) Okay, just remember that,
0: and I shall give a running commentary for our listeners. Don't you worry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's get stuck into it. Let's let's talk about today's topic because we were we've we've had lots of guests on the show of late, and. We were just throwing around some ideas this afternoon about what we thought could be something interesting. And I'll tell you what made me suggest this topic. I am in a real transition period in my business. And I have to say, it's massive. Honestly, it's huge. I've done the whole brainstorm of my business, I've done the whole organizational chart of my business, and I'm blown away by what's being created. And I started to look at what's being created. It's huge. And I didn't realize I was carrying such a big machine. Um, And when I look at that, I I wanted to try and figure out how I managed to create that over the years. And I'm sure that there are other people who've been much faster at their creativity than me, people who've had mentors or whatever the case was. But I I think I've been a bit slow in that whole process, but I wanted to revisit how I got that how i got that creativity and then at the same time i was also sitting down with a notepad and pen getting ready to write my presentation for the wellness summit in august in melbourne Mm -hmm. and right now there are two for one tickets up for grabs aren't they or are they all sold i think they're still there they're still there yeah anyway either way the wellness summit is coming up in melbourne and i wanted to put a presentation together that was just balls, and I wanted to do something completely different and when I sat down and I looked at that organizational chart and I had the meetings with my team and then I thought to myself you know how I got to that I got to that creativity through silence I didn't get to that creativity through um somebody telling me what to do because I didn't have anybody that I could model my business on and I didn't have um I didn't have a book that could explain how to do my business or how to create in my business and how to build product and how to market it and all those sorts of things. And I thought, well, how did I do it? And I I did it through silence. And that's really what today's podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about silence and stillness and the relationship that it has to wellness I had a conversation with a young girl today who has got every gut issue you've ever spoken about, Cindy, all the dramas. And, it's, and when I was looking at her, it was almost as if she was a mirror of me with all the gut issues that even lettuce upsets us, you know, that it doesn't no matter what we were eating or what I used to eat, it used to upset me. And I thought to myself, you know, there's a big component that she's also not looking at and that's stress. And that's what's going on between her two ears that's driving that whole um, concept of what she's actually digesting beyond the food. She's digesting fear and anxiety and she's digesting I'm not good enough or I'm not enough. And what was going on between her two ears is so noisy that no matter what she was doing with the food, and and I know this for myself, no matter what I did with the food, I could get my food right. But if I couldn't get my head right, I was only halfway there. So it kind of made it all come back to full circle when we were talking about what we would talk about today. It was like, well, hang on a second, because stress is one of the number one killers amongst society. And it's so easy for people to say manage your stress better, but we don't know how. And we don't know how to quiet what goes on between our two ears. We don't know how to create stillness in there so that then, one, we can be creative in the areas of our life that we want to be creative. Because creativity, write this down, tattoo this on your forehead, but creativity doesn't occur on the level of thought. Creativity occurs on the level of inspiration. And inspiration means in spirit. So you have to be in spirit in order to be inspired. And that's where creativity comes. But when you've got your head full of junk and worrying and anxiety and questions and should I and shouldn't I or will I and won't I or could I or couldn't I, what will, what won't and you know all of the data and the information that we consume is so amazing because we're so passionate about it. But there's a time where we need the silence in order for that research and information to drop down from thinking into knowing And then from knowing into inspiration and inspiration into creativity. And that's when we can create real magic that then gets shared. So you two are sitting there like rabbits in headlights looking at me.
1: No, no, I Um, was actually agreeing with you. I love it. I was actually agreeing with you and um, because I know that when I was writing my book and when all of those things were happening, I actually remember that when I was on holidays I had more um, thoughts around it and information about it and I, I remember coming back from holidays every time we went and I would have written heaps and heaps and heaps but then when you get back to life and you've got the kids and you're taking them to school and everything that's happening so I was actually remembering that that's how I did, I become really, really creative when I'm on holidays when I've got nothing else to really do except, I don't know, the, the thoughts just come. And people say this, that it comes when they're in bed. Mm. Was it you, Karen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you wrote that just recently. What did you say about that?
0: Yeah, well, just before um, I go to sleep and I'm kind of in that half-asleep and half-awake half state. Um, I find I get these blinding flashes of (laughs) miraculous ideas and concepts. And if I don't do something with them, by the time I wake up in the morning, they're gone. So Mm. I've got to come up with a way to um, record them. And I've started with the notepad next to the bed, but of course, then I'm awake again, you know, and then I've got to try and get back to sleep. But what I started to do, interestingly enough, I know this is sound really weird, but what I've started to do with that, I read this book by Dino and it was about um, how to improve your memory. And he said, picture a house that you know, and when you see that house that you know, so it could be the house that you live in. So picture a house that you know, and when you get that vision or you get that idea, pop that vision into a bedroom and repeat it in that bedroom in your mind's eye with a picture because the brain doesn't remember words. The brain remembers pictures. So assign a picture to that idea and pop it in the bedroom and repeat that picture and that bedroom six times, then go to sleep. And All then right. you remember. Yeah, so in the morning you wake up and you walk yourself imaginary you walk yourself through the house and into the first bedroom and in that first bedroom is the first idea and if you get another idea pop it in the second bedroom if you get another idea pop it in the third bedroom and then just walk yourself through the house and you'll recall what's in each room
1: oh my gosh that's brilliant
0: yeah i know i do my shopping list like that
2: 100 (laughs) room (laughs) mansion
0: yeah that's the downside you see so then you start putting a combination of ideas in each room on on a bed each. So there's three beds in each room.
1: <laughs> I remember listening to somebody who was teaching about memory and it was all about association. Mm. And I remember we were, um, I was listening to this this whole tape about it, audio about it, and it was talking about um, remembering 20 things. And he listed them and I remembered nine or eight of them. And he said the average will remember between six and eight or nine. So mm. I was average. Yeah. And he says, someone who's really thinking will have it about 12. But he said, if you associate, you'll have it at 20. Yeah. And then he showed, he showed how he associated the 20 odd objects. Yeah. And I remembered 18 of them <gasps> immediately. That's fantastic. Yeah, when it, when it was associated. So um, the what? first object was sun. Yeah. The second was socks. The third was traffic lights. Yeah. And so it went on like that. And so he said, there's one sun. Two socks, three traffic lights, and that's how you remember it through ah, association. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So six eggs. So six was eggs. I've forgotten four, four and five now, but six were eggs. Now I learnt this years ago. That's six amazing. Eggs, yeah, seven dwarves. So there were dwarves, for seven. seven. Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember. But, but 16 right. was a magazine. Um, it was a truck. Uh, Eighteen 12, was it 18. 12, was it roses, a dozen roses. Oh, yeah. Um, and 18 12, was truck. 18 was the truck with 18 um, wheels. So it's, You know
2: you know what that was on? That was on Sean Croxton's Underground Wellness. It, that, if anyone wants to try it, go back and find his podcast. It was awesome.
1: And I'll tell you who went. I can't remember his name, but I do <laughs> remember the date because I remember where I was when I was listening to it. So you know how it's about pictures? Yes. This is what I remember. I don't remember his name because I've only seen his name. I don't know what he looks like. But I remember where I was driving and I was driving to Hotham and it was around the 30th of October, not last year, which is 2014, but 20, 2013. There you go. It was the And I was, yeah, I was on my way to Hotham. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. From, from Sale. I was going from Sale to Hotham because I remember driving and it's a really windy road and, and I'm driving and I'm going, I can remember all these, you know, because I couldn't write and you couldn't look down or anything and I'm, like, going through them by the, I didn't want to stop the car. I wanted to figure out the 20 and, and I had them. I had them without, like, I just did it while I was driving. It was the best thing, yeah.
2: How clever. You rang me and you tested me on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. She That's rang me and she goes, all right, all right, I've got this test for you. Okay, I'm going to go through 20 things, see if you remember them. I think I remembered three. She she lost me at at number Catholic one, life. which is, um, <laughs> at hello, um, yeah. But um, no, I think I was similar. But it was amazing. And in mm-hmm. fact, the only way I do remember learning or anything, and Karen, you taught me that when it came to remembering my speeches. Oh. You've always had imagery of being in the, you know, on the field and then the, yeah. the posts and, and that whole story building and, mm. and I don't know what sunk in with me but I seem to remember and, and remind myself and anchor myself to get back to the point that I was making and I always find a way back there. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, um, we yeah. did that in neurolinguistic programming when I was doing my master trainers. It's called a visual stack and so you can, just like Cindy was saying, the association of one son, two socks Um, you can create like a a stack of pictures on top of each other. But what links each picture is the linking word. So I would have, um, I had a football field with football posts and Einstein sitting on top of the football posts. So in my my mind, I'm seeing Einstein with a football post, excuse me, everybody, but I'm seeing Einstein with a football post right up the clacker. And so that's (laughs) my... (laughs) And that was my association that I would never forget it. And you can have all kinds of associations that are really out there, Jerry. but that's what helps you actually remember the stack.
1: Um, and yep. it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And this guy, Jim, Jim, Jim was his name. Yeah. All right, I've got that. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Jim. He, he basically said sometimes put humour to it. So you put him yes. up the clacker, Einstein up the clacker of it. Yes. And that's... And that's humour. And he says sometimes when you make it really weird mm. and you associate something really weird, you will remember it more than if you make it really basic. So yeah. he then once you had those twenty words, you then had to figure out an association to each of those twenty words. And he made these funny associations to them. Yeah, he's um he's he was in a pretty amazing to listen to and you can listen to him free on Sean Croxton. Yeah. But don't move to Sean Croxton over up for a chat. We are so much more fun.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you threw that in.
1: <laughs> Listen, I love Sean. Both. We love do love Sean, but cool. he's not as fun as us. <laughs>
2: he's
1: fun. He's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but we are
2: more funny. Let's just put that out there. We are you're
1: hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, Karen. We're hilarious. i tell you this. Yeah. You know, I did a talk in Sydney and I reckon there were five people who said something about you being hilarious. They would just come up to me and going, we think Karen's hilarious. And I was like, oh. <laughs>
0: Don't
2: say that to her. I paid them. I gave them money. (laughs) Let let me just add to that, though. My talk, Sydney, I had people come up to me and say, let's just say you are the funniest, but we won't tell Karen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: there was actually yeah. a facebook post the other day that said the same thing kim you put something the- up on on up on our up for a chat page and somebody came on and said um that's hilarious but we won't tell karen <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love it i love it I love it. Oh, no. well we go back to sh- the topic at hand oh we should shouldn't we that's we hilarious. Should. We should. I think it's really important. I think I don't think we have enough quiet in our lives. And we we were talking before we started this and I said the only quiet I have is when I'm asleep or when I'm underwater. Mm, They're they're my two quiet times. Although Ricky, you know, my swimming, walking partner, we have tried to talk while we swim. I must admit when she's with me we're not as quiet. But in the morning when I hop in that water, there's no one to talk to mm. and I just stay within that water and I'm in the bubbles and, mm. um, and they're my only quiet times, Karen, which are really, really sad that I don't have any more quiet time.
0: So, you know, if you think about, um, if you think about the very nature of humanity and you think about, well, actually let me start with this the thing that keeps the noise going is either other people talking or we're actually more talkative than other people are in between our two ears. And 90% of the thoughts that we have today are just a repeat of the thoughts that we had yesterday. 90%. So they're not even new thoughts. Only 10% of our thoughts are new each day. So if you imagine you have 60,000 thoughts Let's say 50,000 of those are just a repeat of yesterday's thoughts. It's very boring. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also not creative. Like you're not, and you're also not present because you're having the same conversations that you were having yesterday, you're having today with yourself. So when you think about the nature of thought, thought just arrives and then we have a party with it. And then another thought arrives, and then we have another party with it. And one thought starts another thought, which begets another thought, which begets another thought. And then the day goes on, and now life is just this constant um stream of random thoughts. But again, 90% of them you thought yesterday. So when we think about what thought actually is, thought's like thought is like the um the a, a clog in an artery. It's like a it's like a stuffing in a pipe it's it's the most distracting it's the noisiest (laughs) the most unproductive Mm -hmm. and it is the most when I say distracting it's also the most um, anxiety causing part of being human that there is It's our thoughts that make us frightened of the future. It's the thoughts that give us anxiety about what could happen, what may not happen, whether we'll be a success, whether we won't be a success, whether our children will grow up healthy, whether they won't grow up healthy. If they have an accident today, how's that going to affect them tomorrow? If we have um, a problem with our partners, how's that going to be long term? Am I going to put up with this for the rest of my life? You know, we think about those sorts of things all the time and thought is the cause of all of the anxiety and all of the angst and all of the wrinkles and all of the, all of the knots in the stomach and all of the tension in the shoulders and the, the pain. Thought is at the, at the source of it. Even when there is a serious illness, it's thought that takes that illness into the future because in the moment all there is is just what is in that moment. Even if it is a serious illness, it's just that illness that's existing in the moment. Who says it's going to exist in the next moment? We actually make it exist in the next moment by having thought take it there. And we preempt the next moment. We preempt whether we're going to be able to sleep tonight. So in the context of of our ability to actually be at peace with anything and everything that occurs in our lives, thought is the number one killer of the nature of humanity. Because we associate ourselves with our thoughts and we say I am my thoughts. My thoughts determine my personality. My thoughts determine the way I respond to things and the way that I act and the things that I do. My thoughts determine the ice cream flavor I like. My thoughts determine whether I'll eat meat or not. You know, my thoughts determine my life. And that's so not true. It's so not true. Even our thoughts about going backwards into time and regrets and past and what we should have done and could have done and would have done and if we had our time over again and what should I spend that money on and what should I have spent that money on is a better decision I could have made I don't know how many conversations I've had with people either about like when I've been coaching them either in their business or with their selves emotionally like you know having this sort of conversation I've lost count of the number of people who live their lives thinking back on what's occurred so that they can learn from it, mm-hmm. but we don't learn from it because all that occur, all that happens is thought just repeats what it already knows because mm. thought is not creative. What's creative is inspiration and inspiration doesn't occur on the level of thought. Thought comes after inspiration, but thought is, does, thought is not creative. So if something happens today, all I'm going to do is reference my past. And that will be how I respond to it. That's all. So,
1: so having said that, mm-hmm. first of all, let's ask Kim what quiet times she has in her day. <laughs> <laughs> she just that gave us just the, one of those she
2: moments. Just, she just gave us the oh. rabbit ears. That's what that yeah. was. That was She the gave us ears. two rabbit ears, didn't she? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> lies, lies. Lock and tells lies. <laughs> So I've been listening to you and I've been thinking about what I do and I think stress is a massive indicator for me of clutteredness and total um, I make erratic decisions or I feel overwhelmed or I don't feel good in myself. And when that happens, I now use that and I've learned to do this over the last couple of years is that in the moment of feeling that stress and overwhelm, I've actually left myself and I'm in a defaulting flap, really. Mm. But when I see that and I pick it up a lot quicker now, I realize that that's just a sign rather than looking at it negatively and going, oh my gosh, I'm flat, I'm overwhelmed, this isn't right. I go, <gasps> and I instantly now go to my oils and I pick up an oil and I inhale that and I take three deep breaths and I just calm my farm. And in that moment is when I then go – the stress moment, the overwhelm moment for me is the reminder that I'm building myself maybe into a a flat that's going to get even bigger or I'm going to lose myself so much that you make stupid decisions or you make decisions you may look back on. And I know you're saying we shouldn't look back on, but in that moment you'll look back on and go, I wish I hadn't done that. And and the way I'm speaking about this is is mainly as a mother – And as a businesswoman, so those are the two areas that I love the most, but I also probably stress the most. Mm. Um, But the one thing that yeah, yeah, and the thing that drives my stress in business first and foremost, and probably the only thing that creates stress in my business, is when I'm worried about money. Mm. And everything else I can manage, and everything else to me is actually a dance and a tapestry of personalities. Like I find it interesting if I ever have team members or customers ring, if I ever have someone ring and say, oh, my gosh, I didn't get this sent to me on time, I actually love the challenge of turning that person around and understanding them and seeing how I can find what's really pushed their buttons. And in a way, I enjoy the dance. I enjoy that dance. Um, And I've had team members who have been upset with one another and I listen to one side and I'll hear the other side and I actually find it quite amusing Mm. that they're both in a flap over this, that it's really not really the issue, you know. Mm. So I think maybe that's maturity and wisdom and learning to understand and I'm the same with my children. But there is nothing more um, that pushes me into a space than finances or my children, um, their welfare, or or they're being or they're being foul um or they're being yeah one of those we were in a moment just then we were in a
0: moment (laughs) yeah
2: but the thing is their welfare is important until they're being foul and then their welfare they should be worried about because you know yeah so i'm just saying but it is interesting that and, and probably for a lot of us it's our partners or relationships or for some people it's their mother or their father that can push buttons but the one thing my grandma taught me and probably beautiful Jacqueline is whenever I get myself into those moments or I feel what you've always called it, Karen, or when you say is there, is there charge around it, I guess that's the only way I can expl- explain it is when there's a charge, I realise I've left, I've left myself vulnerable and open to being human rather than at all being spiritual. I am not being spiritual in those moments. And it's then if I find the quiet time. And for me, Cindy, I'm with you. Sleep is obviously the most quiet time. But I often wake, Karen, early. And the minute I'm awake, even if it's 2 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning, I flip and struggle putting myself back to sleep. So the way in yeah. which I do that is at the moment, and please help me if you think you've got some ideas around this because I know a lot of people suffer with the same thing, mm. but the, the one thing that's working for me at the moment is I'll put my, my headphones with a meditation in and often I'll fall asleep to the meditation. Is it a guided meditation? Sometimes. And then sometimes they irritate me and then I'll go to a music meditation. Mm-hmm. So it depends. Sometimes I enjoy the, the, the voice meditation or the guided meditation because actually that just makes me focus on a voice. And then other times I actually realize that there's so much voice going on in my head, I just want to hear some quiet noise or quiet white either noise. a sound or that beautiful white noise or that downloads that we all did a while ago. So mm-hmm.
1: Sacred acoustics or Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle yeah. rocks. Yeah. <laughs> putting you to sleep, he's the absolute best. Oh, he's amazing, he's got the most amazing voice. He is, he's got the most amazing voice and I'm sure it must sink in somewhere. Mm. Yeah, you know, that is another probably quiet time is when you do put your headphones in and sometimes to me it's it's listening to an interview mm. um, because I'm not listening to me, I'm learning from somebody else but I find myself wonder the yeah, like, yeah. listening to somebody and you go, I miss that. What did you just say? Where <laughs> was I? Watch, What's my name again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my <laughs> mind? You think you're listening and then you're not I find in your ears is better than like if I'm driving along and I've got it just in the on the radio, like I put it through the radio the interview, um, in a podcast. I'll find sometimes I just zone right out of them and I don't know where they've gone. <laughs> <laughs> have no idea and then they come back in again. But one of the things that I remember um, that gave me absolute calm and quietness was hiking in nature, oh. hiking the mountains where no one else was, yeah. hiking by myself, um, backpack on my back, um, no one else around. And I remember when I was uh, 19 and 20, um, I did... Uh, actually, I turned twenty-one on this um, adventure. I went to, and did Outward Bound, and I did three days of solo. So three days and three nights by myself in the wilderness with a sleeping bag and a tap and water, and that's all I had. And
2: oh, that is just held. That would just. I'm sorry. That is just. If you tell me how to do that, that that's a prison sentence. <laughs> oh, really. I, Really, yeah, let me go for a run or a walk, but don't leave me with a backpack in the middle of Australia that's freaking Jurassic Park. Like seriously, <laughs> that's, yeah, now that's, that's, that's just another that's,
0: conversation, spiders and snakes and shit like that. Ooh, ooh. Well,
1: I, swear, I was where <laughs> rattlesnakes and coyotes and mountain lions were. I was in um, Utah.
2: Well, that's even more silly. Yeah, but, <laughs>
1: yeah, but that's where I was. But, but having said that, there are... There are places that you can go and have 10 days of no talking and absolute silence. What's that called? Vipassana. Vipassana. Mm. Say that again.
2: Vipassana. Vipassana. (laughs) Anyone
1: want
0: to spell
2: it? (laughs) V-I-P-A-S-S-A-N-A.
1: A-N-A okay love us okay you know there are those things um and i have heard the first couple of days drive you insane and then you just turn into it just everything starts to change your brain starts to calm down you're not allowed a book you're not allowed writing material i don't think you're not allowed
0: anything are you No. no and i think that um that's kind of really the point that i wanted to explore today because we can get input and more data and more distraction and we can listen to guided meditations and music meditations, but it's still more noise. It's still more head noise. And what we're not actually getting conditioned with or trained in is being able to manage thought and manage quiet inside of the mind. Because thought, what's, what happens with us as humans is thought drives us rather than us driving thought. So picture this for a moment as an alternative. So right now we have thought arriving in our minds and we're going to have a party with it and we expand on one thought to another thought to another thought and it just becomes this whole, you know, concourse of random thought. Whereas the alternative could be you train yourself and it's definitely going to take effort because we're not trained this way. But we train ourselves in the times when things are fabulous and we don't have any stress. So in those times where things are in flow, because we do go through flow, as well as stressful times. So during that time of flow, we train ourselves to have quiet time, beginning and end of the day, and also throughout the course of the day, where we're actually able to um, switch off from the thinking. And if inspiration comes, awesome. If inspiration doesn't come, it doesn't come. But all that we're training our mind to do is to stop thinking, so that when inspiration does come, we direct thought rather than thought directing us, we then direct thought. So in case, so it would look like, for argument's sake, Kim, when you first wake up in the morning, you know, you've been asleep, potentially dreaming or not dreaming, but that's when your conscious mind comes back into the body, if you like, and the conscious mind has so much to say. It's got so much to say from the moment it re-enters the body and you're conscious again. It's, it hasn't spoken to you all night. It's got so much to tell you. So it's on, it's on, and it's loud, and it doesn't stop, and it's incessant, and then you just have to get up and start the day. But it's at that point you actually have to be the most vigilant, and you have to decide which is more powerful: your
2: awareness of the thought or the thought itself. So, so just help me here. Mm-hmm. I, I feel we're in a bit of a rabbit hole. We totally. And... We just, we just dove in, right mm. there. Mm. And my understanding, okay, so let's say I I, I kind of come to and I'm waking up um, and then I think, should I go to the toilet? Shouldn't I? And I have this conversation and then I'm like, "Um, it's too cold. I don't want to get up. Oh, my gosh, what's the time? And then the minute I look at the clock and I see 2.18, I go, oh, shame. Oh, no, no, not 2.18. No, no. Okay, go back to sleep. But then I close my and go, you're so not going to sleep. You are so not going to sleep. It's 2.18. You might as well go. Oh, no, try. Go on, try. But then I can't have sleep. And then I'm not sleeping. And then I poked Danny, which I did. Oh, that sounds bad. But anyway, I know I touched him last night because I was going, why is he asleep and I'm not? So I tried to wake him up and he didn't. I even did it to Cindy when we, were, when we were away a couple of weeks ago and I poked the heck out of her and she just snored. And then I get bored and then I go, you know what? My head is so full of, oh, my gosh, I've got to do that. So then I, get, I start writing or I get up and it's just, yeah. So, so coach me through that, Kaz. Okay, sweet.
0: <laughs> so do me a favour because you've got it like in your.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's perfect. Oh, yeah. I, I'm all ears. I can hardly wait to hear because me. I've met there's a lot of people out there like Miss Kimmy.
2: I think we're all like that. <laughs> okay. So I'm his... so glad you said that because I was feeling like a little bit of a leper then. I was feeling a little bit out there on my own. Well, it's just a tad weird but no.
0: No, so let me just ask you now, are you aware that you have thoughts? <laughs>
2: She's thinking about it.
0: Okay. So I'm having
2: these thoughts and I'm wondering if that was
0: a trick question. No, it's not a trick question. No, it's not a trick question. Are you aware that there are thoughts occurring in your mind? You just had some thoughts then and you verbalized them, but are you aware that you had thoughts? Yes. Yes. I think so. Well, you are. You you are. You know that you have thoughts. Do you know that you get thoughts? Yes. Yeah. So what I'm going to try and distinguish for you right now is the difference between your awareness the part of you that is aware that you have thoughts mm-hmm. and the thought itself. Mm-hmm. So can you get that distinction? There's a part of you that is aware that you're having thoughts. Can you, can you, when you really look inside, can you see that there's a part of you that is actually aware that you're having thoughts? Absolutely. And then there's the thought itself. Yeah. That is distinct yes. and separate from your awareness. So there's, you're aware of it.
2: But it is distinct and separate. Yes. Do you get that? Yes. And I think, but the funny thing is, well, I I don't know if this is right or not, but the minute I go into the awareness of the thought, I feel calmer. Bingo.
1: I I agree. I just did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 this is it. It's It's like going. That's it, that's it, that's it. Okay, so now I'm I'm realising the thoughts there. And, yeah, you just, my heart actually dropped, I think. I went completely calm.
0: (laughs) Then there is, because when you become aware of your awareness, because now there's even another level, which we won't go in today's show, because there's an awareness of your awareness, because you just became aware that you were aware, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Mm
2: Mm-hmm and what
0: drove Yeah. Now, that's a whole other rabbit hole. But let's just stick with there's the awareness and then there's the thought. Now, when you put your energy into the thought and you allow the thought to expand and multiply and all of that, it's very exhausting. But that awareness, when you put your energy into that, there's nothing to say. There is no thought. There is no commentary. There is only silence.
2: You're so right. I know. I tell you, this happened three, two nights ago. This, this That's so freaky you say that. I've just not been aware that that's what I did. And I started, I did not want to get up because I was so tired. It was about 3.17, not that I remember looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. It was 3.17. <laughs> And I remember looking at the clock, going, "Oh my gosh, it's three seventeen. Why am I away?" Mm. Then I started thinking about and, and then I started thinking about maybe I should look at my um accounts online and maybe I could do a couple of emails mm. and then all of a sudden, I went, "Oh my gosh, look at yourself, you're thinking about all the things that you're doing and then I went to myself. What would happen if I didn't think about the thing? Like I seriously had this conversation and then I had another thought that was looking at that conversation
1: and all of a sudden I felt so exhausted
2: I actually went back to sleep when I think about it. (laughs) Yeah, you tired yourself out.
1: Plus, Miss Kimmy, putting light into your eyes on the biochemical point of view is that you stop the production of melatonin, which is your sleeping healing hormone, and you begin the production of serotonin. So just be careful that of night.
2: Night, I didn't put it on. That was the night I didn't. I actually just had the conversation in my head about the fact that I was having a thought about getting up, mm. and then cracked myself up that I was having these thoughts. And it was in that moment that. But I have to be honest with you the the way that worked really well for me. To, I'm just I'm really just trying to think about how how come that night differed to any other nights. Was I really did just I mean I have lavender right next to the bed. And as I put that lavender on my tissue, I just remember inhaling that and just thinking about the thought of having that. Like, I, it's actually, you've just given me the biggest aha uh-huh, that that thought was far more, or not even thought, but that awareness around the thinking is what gave me more calm than the actual processing of the thoughts. So, So, that, so if you like, what you're doing is you're,
0: in that In that whole um, episode that occurred there the other morning, what you were doing there is you were actually stepping yourself backwards into awareness, but thought was taking you into awareness, yeah one thought was taking you further and further back into awareness now that 's a great place to start because for mm-hmm. a lot of people, we don 't occupy any time in awareness, we only occupy all of our time in thought, which is mm-hmm. friggin exhausting. And we are all stressed to the max because we just do nothing but think and the mind chatter is incessant. But the minute you come to the awareness of the thought, there's no chatter. Now, here's the other part that's really profound about this in terms of the silence is if you can arrest thought before it starts in the morning, before it takes hold. So when the very first thought occurs, that's when you have to arrest it. That's when you've got to be willing to say, I will be aware that I've just had a thought. But instead of, me, instead of me saying, I've just had a thought, instead of doing that, just say, I am aware I've had a thought. What does my awareness feel like? What is the sensation of the awareness? And, then have, and, and as soon as you go into the sensation of that awareness, there's nothing to say about it. Mm. there's nothing to do there's nowhere to go there's nothing required of you there is pure awareness now there's a reality that comes with that when you're just in the moment and you only concentrate on this moment you are instantly transported from thought into awareness Mm. instantly transported
1: and how many of us spend our whole time in thought, as you were saying, spend a second in awareness.
0: Not as, Because we don't know. We're not, we're not taught this. We're not taught to be in the, you know, it's almost like, you know, there's the bucket, which is awareness, and then all the water that goes in the bucket is all of the thoughts. So what is actually holding the thoughts? Well, it's our awareness of it. Mm. And mm. if we were to spend, mm. if we were to invest our energy in the awareness of the thought, rather than the thought itself, because the thought itself is non-productive. The thought is simply a replication of what was thought yesterday. And the thought is only thought. All the thought is, is like a trained monkey. Thought doesn't come up with anything new unless it has inspiration driving it. Mm -hmm. So most thought is simply thoughts that are based out of our conditioning and our past and our attitudes and beliefs and and, and all of that stuff. And none of that serves us in this current moment. Because this current moment's brand new. What if we were able to just say, here's a brand new moment. I refuse to give this moment over to thought. I refuse. Because all thought will do is make it like the last moment. And I want this moment brand spanking new, fresh, crispy, like I, I just want it to be beautiful. So in this moment, I refuse. I, all, all I am prepared to give to this moment is my pure awareness. And if in this moment I'm inspired and inspired comes from, it it means in spirit. So in spirit, man, it's not up to you anyway. So if, Mm -hmm. if you get an inspiration that you want to go and run on the beach, go like, go do it. Don't question it. Don't hand the moment to thought. Don't let thought determine the quality of the present moment. If you, get a, if you get a thought, if you get an inspiration to build a product in your business or to start a business, you get the inspiration. Even though it feels like it's coming from nowhere, it's coming from somewhere. So trust that it's coming from somewhere, and don't allow thought to ruin the inspiration. Drive thought to bring the inspiration into manifestation. So what I mean by that is to just. Because any thought that you attach to that inspiration, say you get an inspiration to start a new business, don't allow thought to come in and say, yeah, but you're not good enough. You've tried that a hundred times and it's never worked before. And your dad said that you were a failure, so you're always going to be a failure. And actual point of fact, you're too short. You're never going to be a success when you're short. And you're you're too old. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to start something at this age, really. And what about the money? You're never going to get the money. You know what? Actually, you
1: know what? Just sit down, shut up and go back to your job. And that's what happens, isn't it? There's exactly. so many people; they have so many great, inspiring ideas, mm. and you hear them all the time. And mm. you're right; that's mm. I, thought, know, thought I know. I know some people everything. exactly like this. Some amazing, inspirational um, ideas that they have, mm. but they go through all the self doubt.
0: Well, thought ruins everything, and self doubt is simply conditioning from the past. Mm-hmm. It's not real. It's not true. You know, we weren't born with a sign slapped across our little bellies when we came out of our mum's tummy saying Karen is a failure. It was never slapped across my forehead saying Karen will never be good enough. Mm. That was never a truth. It's a truth that we have applied to our lives. Now, we can go back and do a whole world of psychological undoing and a whole world of reconditioning. We can do that. Or tomorrow morning when we wake up in the morning, arrest the first thought because it's when things are normal and we're in flow that's when we've got to do the work you don't do the work when you're in suffering when you it's like it's like you train 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 like you're a football player you do your training in the off season you do your training before the games and after the games and during the week and then when you play on the weekend that's when you bring your A game so we've got to be in training all the time So that when we do come up against those hurdles and we do come up against those challenging times that we apply a whole world of meaning to, which is the next thing that we'll overcome. But in the meantime, we apply a whole lot of meaning to our experiences. We get the anxiety or we get the frustration. It's at those times that we actually need to be able to draw on our training that we've done when things
2: were a little bit even keeled. Karen, give us an example of you and okay. what you do. So yeah. Talk us through yeah. what you if you woke at three eighteen yep. last this morning. I what did you tell, tell us? us.
0: Okay, so I actually
2: woke at um,
0: four twenty this morning, and um, because I'm going through this massive transition in my business, there is definitely, or there has been, some definite anxiety around that because you know I've got to be con- I've got to be conscious of the fact that I've got to continue to maintain my income. <laughs> So, um, I woke up at 20 past four this morning and the first thing I felt, and it was a, it was a physical thing before the thought, because see what happens when we have a thought, emotion comes after thought and emotion settles in on a cellular level in the body. Now we can change our thoughts and we can clear up our thoughts in a snap of an instant, but the impact on the cellular level on the body, that's lasting. So that doesn't clear up in an instant. That can hang around for a little bit longer. And it depends on how many times we've had that emotional um, experience embed itself on a cellular level is determined by how much time that that will hang around. So I've been used to doing anxiety. I've done it lots and I'm really good at it. So my body will go into a sense of anxiety and I'll feel the anxiety and then my brain will kick in with the thought. And then I'll run away with myself. I'll run away with the thoughts and it'll get all kinds of upset. And then I'll have myself in a lather of sweat. And then I'll have to go and have a shower. And I can't breathe. My chest constricts and I can't get enough air in. So I go through all of this mental, emotional and physiological response to all of that. What I do now, what I do now. I wake up this morning, like at 4.30, and there's an, ang- there's an anxious sensation in my body. Any sensation only has a meaning if I apply a thought to it. Otherwise, all that's occurring is my awareness of a sensation. A little bit down the rabbit hole. Say you go out into the freezing cold. It's freezing cold. It's 3 degrees you go outside and you say, oh my God, this is freezing. You feel this sensation on your skin and then you apply the thought, this is freezing. If you didn't indulge in the thought and you put your energy into the sensation, what does this sensation feel like? That sensation would feel a little prickly on your skin and you would become aware of the actual sensation. And if you didn't apply cold to it, all you would feel is a prickly sensation. If you're in the heat, we go, oh my God, this is so hot. Oh my God, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. But if you didn't apply the thought to it or the meaning of the conversation, all there would be would be the sensation of moisture, really, more than anything. There would be nothing that we would apply to it because we're not attached to the thought. We're only attached to the awareness of an existing sensation. Does
2: that the, make sense I, at all? I, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I did landmark education years ago, mm. and the only thing that I can give this any analogy to was um, he turned. One of the ladies turned around and she stood there and she said, I, I, "I've had a really, um, I've had a really, really bad life. I, I, I he, he just totally ripped out my heart." Yeah, I
0: yep. I remember those sorts of conversations when I did landmark as well.
2: Yeah, so he totally ripped out my heart. He threw it. He just completely abused it, and he just he might as well have just thrown it out and stamped it on the ground and walked all over it. And and look, the guy that was really for. Oh
0: wow! Looks like we've got a bad line with Kimmy. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Well. Well, I th- I think I know where you're going with this, my love. In that, um, when when people are talking about all of their emotions and all of that, um, they get so caught up in the emotion, they get so caught up in the meaning, they get so caught up in the experience of it, that that then takes over the quality of their life or the experience of the present moment and the future, and then they've got nowhere to go. They're just trapped. In this whirlpool of pain, and I think that's, you know, I would say welcome to the human race because everybody's doing that. But there is, is an alternative, it? which is born out of the silence, born out of the awareness of the experience, as opposed to the thoughts about the experience.
2: Well, am I back on now? Yeah, you, you are back now? on.
0: Look at you. You're
2: not bad. Right. So <laughs> one of the things that he and she see, and she part of her story. I just want to give you this. And this was the aha I got from I think what you're saying is then she said, and I did have tears in my eyes as she was telling her story, Mm. and then she said, my inner child felt so wounded. That's what she said. Mm. Now, he then stopped her, and he said, he he called her on it. He goes, are you a drama queen in life? Like, seriously, Mm. you're a great storyteller. Mm. You're amazing, he Mm. said. I mean, are, are you all in tears? And he looked around the room, and he goes, I mean, look what you've done. The whole room is, I mean... We've all felt our hearts ripped out and it's been stomped on the ground, and you're amazing. But my gosh, what a drama queen! Mm. I just about died. I couldn't believe it. He looked <laughs> at her and he goes, "Look, I've been a surgeon for 22 years, and I can honestly say to you, I have never ripped down somebody's skin bag, opened them up, and taken out an inner child. I just haven't." He goes, <laughs> 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 "But isn't that brilliant?" But it, I you know, love it. I love it. So, He goes, you know what? At the end of the day, we're all skin bags here. That's what he called us. Mm. We're all skin bags. And Mm. it's the meaning we put onto the experiences that has the drama created that has us then tell the story over and over again. He goes, I'm inviting you all to look at this as a classic example of a guy just left you. Your relationship broke down. That's all that happened. Mm. But you have put meaning into that. And he goes, and let's go another step further. Let it have no meaning that there is no meaning. And that was my aha that I've ever had, that it was just such a profound moment for me. And I feel like I'm having a little bit of that with you now about. So you're perfect. No- you're, you're, you're spot on. And so let's just take that another step. Yeah.
0: Let's say that surgeon takes your skin bag, puts you on the table and cuts you open. He doesn't actually find you in there. He doesn't find you. All he finds is a machine blood, heart, lungs, bones, all that. He just finds a machine. Interestingly enough, when he sews you back up again, all of a sudden you reappear. If you you were to say, I am not my thoughts, what is it that reappears? It's your consciousness, it's your awareness. So you then have your that little awareness then goes out and becomes aware that it's in a relationship, walks outside and becomes aware that it's cold, lies in bed and is aware that it has thoughts, jumps in a car and is aware that it can drive, eats food and is aware of flavor. So what comes back after he cuts you open is your awareness. But what we do is we put our attention onto the flavor of the food rather than our awareness of the food we put our attention on the cold rather than the awareness of the sensation so our attention is on the external experience and then of course we give that meaning because then thought gets involved but if we were to make silence our priority and what I mean by silence I just mean coming back into that awareness if we make that awareness our priority and say, "Okay, I imagine I just got cut open, I've come back, and my it's my awareness that's come back." So when I experience, um, when I experience an ice cream, I'm going to really pay attention to what my awareness is experiencing, rather than saying, "Oh, that's just ice cream." Does that? makes sense Mm. so you're putting your attention onto the awareness and in that then there's no commentary about ice cream there's no commentary about a shower you just in the moment going and standing underneath what uh, what is labeled as water but you're allowing your awareness to feel the sensation of water touching the skin and then rolling down the body which then makes every moment new fresh crispy without any commentary about it because what's going into the shower is just your awareness of what's present in the moment rather than your labeling of what is in the moment and the meaning and then the thought and then the anxiety or then the regret or then the moving into the future and wondering about what we're going to cook for breakfast and then thinking about what we did yesterday and the kids didn't like that, you know, and that whole big conversation which takes you out of awareness and takes you into thought and there's no creativity there. There's no productivity there. There's nothing new there. There's nothing
2: that um, you can learn from there. There's none of that. How would you say our listeners that are listening to this right now, mm. they're going, holy the- flapping heck, where did she go? They're going, what? Um, but-, <laughs> but what would your example to those of us listening to this mm be on the experience of listening to the podcast what's what's your thoughts around that
0: so instead of having commentary going on in between your two ears listeners about what you think we mean and what you think i mean and what you think kim means and the fact that cindy hasn't said a great deal like (laughs) because cindy's actually been eating just that everybody knows she's been eating she has been eating
1: non-stop is it chocolate no, it's it's um an ayurvedic um it's called ayurvedic. It's an ayurvedic medicine, and, and I have to take oh. fifteen milligrams of it. So I can only take it in small doses. So I'm just licking it off the spoon. And and um. Kim actually told me I was a dork <laughs> in doing it.
0: And then you sent, you you then qualified what a dork was.
1: I said it's a it's a whale's penis. <laughs> So, just okay. so everybody knows that this is what goes on when we're trying to be serious. And behind I the scenes. This, this to me has been an amazing conversation, despite the fact I am a dork, despite <laughs> that. Just, you know what, Karen? Because I'm thinking, in order to break a habit, and especially one as embedded as this, yeah. I was thinking little notes need to be in the shower. Little notes on the toilet, as you know, the first thing most of us do when we go to get up is we go to the loo. Mm. So maybe a little note there to just say, "What what would you say?" I'm trying to think. What am I going to put on my toilet on my stack? But see, this is this is the thing. Relax. Relax.
0: (laughs) This is the thing that's actually really quite complex about this conversation because you're, you're, we're we're speaking of that which cannot be spoken of, because I'm trying Uh to explain awareness but you can't describe awareness because awareness is a sensation. So I can try and say, go to this feeling, feel what this feels like, but you can't describe it. It's, it's, it's kind of like that which can be described. It's like the Tao Te Ching. It says the way that can be, the way that is, the, the way that is, if anyone describes the way, they don't know the way. So it's like you have to, uh, the, the first step I would say for all of our listeners Is just in your mind, just become really clear that you know that you have thoughts. Mm. That's the first way in, is you know that you have thoughts, right? Of course we know that we have thoughts. I'm having one right now. Of course that I'm knowing how I'm having thoughts. So then what part of your mind is aware that you had a thought? Instantly you're shot sideways. Instantly you're shot sideways to, oh God, there must be a part of me that's aware that I'm having thoughts. There must be. So as soon as you get that, there's silence for possibly two to five seconds. Now, the more you say to yourself, What's, what am I focusing on, the thought or my awareness of the thought? And throughout the whole course of the day, wear an elastic band around your wrist, put a ring on your finger, whatever gives you that reminder. That's
1: right.
0: Yeah, so whenever you're throughout exactly. the day.
1: Yeah, you always say, wear that ring. Wear that ring.
0: So that every time you see the ring, look at the ring and go, oh, did I have a thought? I'm having one right now. Great. So what am I paying attention to, the thought? Or am I aware that I'm having thoughts? Yes, I'm aware that I'm having thoughts. The thought dies instantly. You're shot Mm -hmm. sideways and straight into awareness. And Mm -hmm. that sensation of awareness may last two to five seconds. The more you do that throughout the course of the day, throughout the course of the week, throughout the course of the month. You're giving yourself bite-sized pieces of true silence, not silence through meditation because even meditation is, it's not, it's, it's not accessing awareness. All that meditation is, is allowing thought to come and go and, 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 and meditating to a mantra or to music or to somebody else's voice, but there's still sound. But when you go into that state of awareness, even if it is between two to five seconds, there is nothing. And in the nothing being no thing, there is no thing. Well, in no thing, what becomes possible is everything. Because no thing is the platform for everything. But when there's clutter and there's thought and the cup is full there's no room for anything new. So just give yourself that as a little exercise. Just ask yourself am I aware of the thought that my slippers are white? Or with things on it. Hey, with fluffy little ears on it. Mm-hmm. Or am I aware that I just had a thought? <laughs> and the object of my thought was the slippers, which is relevant what I'm aware of is that I just actually had a thought instantly shot sideways and what happens now for me, most of the time it's I'm still a work in progress. Don't get me wrong. But for me, most of the time I'm in a perpetual state of meditation because I'm always in the state of awareness of my thoughts rather than the thought itself.
1: It's funny since the hour, I don't know if anybody else is getting this that's listening to us. But since the hour I keep thinking I'm calming because I'm doing what you're telling me to do and it's quite funny. I feel like I'm, are you feeling that too, Kim, that?
2: I'm just glad I'm not driving.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we're not driving either. Who knows where we'd be? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's blissful and if you can get that, if you can just get that, awareness when you wake up early in the morning even if your body doesn't go back to sleep your mind is in a perpetual state of rest Mm. so that then the body will follow with its conditioning but it's not going to happen straight away the body will follow with the mind's conditioning
2: Mm. so can i ask you this i wake up at 3 18 i have a thought that i should go to the bathroom my mind then goes I'm aware of that thought. Isn't that interesting? And then all of a sudden the awareness of me saying, Isn't that interesting was another thought That's and right. now I'm aware. And but then I'm gonna have another it's it's
1: no, I, I, don't I see you I, don't, I, don't I,
2: I like but what you have this conversation in my head where I'm gonna go into awareness of the thought where there's so stop talking I'm even doing it now. There's stop no, talking. Aware, there's no.
0: <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> Because, because all, that's, all that's happening is you're anticipating what may happen if that happens in the morning. So don't do that. Don't do that.
2: No, just, I'm actually just
0: practice it right now. So, and, and you what can't I'm do that, but you can't do that while you're talking. You can't do it while you're talking. So what you, I, I, I understand what you're trying to do and I get it that, you, that you're trying to practice it now and put yourself into that state now. And that makes so much sense because you're trying to figure it out. But figuring it out is still on the level of thought. So cut yourself a little bit of slack on this. Trying to to understand this concept doesn't occur through thinking it through. Mm. Understanding this concept occurs through the experience of it, first of all. Mm. Mm. So you've got to be in that place that you're imagining. You've actually got to be in that place. It's got to be 318. And you go, I'm going to go, should I go to the toilet? And then if you say, oh, I just had a thought, that's not awareness. That's just commentary on the thought. Mm. So if you say, should I go to the toilet? Ask yourself a question, which is still another thought, but it's a way in. Ask yourself the question, what am I paying attention to? The Mm. thought or the part of me that knows I'm having thoughts. Mm. That's better. Yeah, that gets you there.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's sometimes, much. It's, sometimes it's just a play on words and language to help get you in. But then, if you decide, like, if you say, if if you, because when you say, what am I aware of, the thought or the part of me that knows I'm having a thought, then you can say, okay, well, I was a thought. Well, what's that part of me that knows I'm having a thought feel like? Let me experience that as a sensation. instantly you're going to silence. And in silence, you can feel the sensation of whether you need to go to the toilet or not. You don't require commentary about that. If you need to go to the toilet, you get your body up and you go to the toilet. But if the sensation of going to the toilet isn't pressing, you won't go to the toilet because you're Mm. not paying attention to the commentary. You're paying attention to the awareness of the sensation of going to the toilet. So you say, am I... Tokes down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so, okay, to make this really easy, just become aware of the sensations that your body is exp- so. So you, so you are aware that you have thoughts and there's a part of you that knows you are thinking.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, you're, Kim's twirling her hair right now. So you have a sensation around your fingers right now, don't you? Mm-hmm. Are you aware that you have that, that sensation? There's a part of you that's actually aware of that sensation, isn't there? hmm And there's a part of you that's actually driving your hand to twirl your hair, isn't it? hmm uh, Even though it's happening unconsciously, when you become aware yep. of it, you're, there's a part of you that's saying, hand, move and play with my hair. And then there's mm-hmm. another part of you that's experiencing the sensation of the smooth silkiness of your hair mm-hmm. running through your fingers. hmm so when you become aware of the sensation of what that feels like, but you don't comment about it, just really just really dive into the sensation of how silky your hair feels. Don't think about it. Just feel it. Just be in the sensation of that, that feeling. Mm. When you're just paying attention to the sensation, there's no conversation. There's just the sensation. And you can totally be with the sensation of feeling that silkiness. You can just experience it. And it's a beautiful sensation, don't you think? Yeah.
2: It's so soft. I I don't feel like I'm a very good student because I feel like all of a sudden I was there and then all of a sudden my thought came in to go, oh, my gosh, you just noticed that.
0: Oh, but but don't don't worry. Two to five seconds is all you're going to get.
2: Okay, good.
0: Yeah, two to five seconds is all you're going to get. But the more you practice it and the more that you bring yourself to the awareness of the sensation, like feel yourself. Just Cindy, feel Cindy's sitting on a chair right now and she's got her hand behind her head. <laughs> feel your head now on the back of the chair. Just, just become aware that there's a sensation at the back of your head. And Kim, you've got your head on your pillow. Just become aware that there's a sensation on the back of your head. Don't Have any thought about it, just become aware that there's a sensation there. Can you feel that? Yes. And for two to
1: five driving at this point, Karen. Yeah. The thought of yeah, just just so they're not falling asleep, but the thought of the sensation maybe on the wheel.
0: Of their hands
1: on the wheel. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And don't have any commentary about it, but just actually feel that sensation. Now Mm. for two to five seconds you will just feel the sensation and then thought will kick in.
1: Mm. Yes. I and
0: love they, it. And it's totally fine. But for two to five seconds, you got bliss, silence, peace, and you lived in the authentic you. There's another conversation about this because in that awareness, that's actually who you are. You're not your thoughts. You're not your oh, thoughts.
1: That's You're, so true. Oh, and, and when are we going to do this one, Karen? Oh, well,
0: whenever when we you guys. When you, well, I'm looking at you guys. You both look so sleepy. So yes. perhaps when you when we wake up in the morning. <laughs>
1: it's yes. just cool to do the authentic you you know like because yes. I think a lot of us wonder what our authentic person is who, who are we
0: we well, I, you know oftentimes I stand up in my events and I say you've never known yourself you've never met yourself and Cindy you know remember when you did mindset mastery I said that <laughs> so nobody knows who they are all we experience ourselves as is our conditioning and our beliefs and our attitudes and our behaviors and our environment and that affects, that, 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 that's everything. That's the only way that we experience ourselves. We never experience ourselves in this pure state of awareness. And from there, see what becomes possible. When there's no thing, there's no conditioning, there's no commentary, there's no conversation. There's just the awareness of the sensation of life. And you're totally present to the awareness of the sensation of what's currently occurring in the moment that you either generated or is being generated for you or on behalf of you, whatever. You're just in the moment experiencing the sensation of everything, the seat behind your head, the clothes on your shoulders, the sound in your ears. You're just experiencing the sensation with no thought. That is the authentic you and that is the part that is where you're supposed to be creating from, where you're supposed to be experiencing from, where there is no conditioning, there is only freedom. And there is no suffering and there is no pain. There is only presence. And in that presence, when even if in that presence you're aware of a pain or a sensation of what feels like always being told to us is pain because of cancer or because of diabetes or because of a loss of a loved one, when we're aware of the sensation in the moment, we can be with it. And when we can be with it and dive into it and sit in it, it burns itself out and it can resolve. But when we're in the state of resistance to it, it just perpetuates into the next moment, the next week, the next month, the next year, and the sickness and the pain continues. And we never, have, we never get the healing until we get to pure exhaustion on bended knee Balling our eyes out on the bathroom floor, nowhere to go. And it's only at that point that it actually dissolves because you stop fighting it. So let's not wait. Let's not wait till we get to that. Let's do the work when things are pleasant. Let's do the work when things are normal and get our two to five second size experiences of awareness that in time, in three days or five days or 10 days, will expand to five to 15 seconds. And then it'll all go to fifteen to thirty seconds, and then you'll find yourself eventually in a state of perpetual awareness day in day out, day in, day out, and you'll find the exception will be the occasional time when you forget yourself
1: mm.
0: and you find yourself trapped in your conditioning.
1: And you know what, Karen, I think this is so important because we do live these crazy lives, or like I bet everybody listening to this. Lives a life of just, you know, you get up in the morning, you're doing this, you're doing that, and then you finally fall back into bed. And you've never, you don't ever think that. You never think of that awareness. So I'm starting tomorrow in the beach. (laughs) I'm going for a swim. I mean, I wake up and I'm going to concentrate on my breathing. And the awareness of my breathing, and the awareness of the water around me, and the awareness of my kicking, which I don't do. I often think about everything else going on around the place. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's the beautiful thing shark about coming. <laughs> oh, I don't think of sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Never do I think of sharks.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this has been we're, we're way over time now. Are we? Our, yeah, with our podcast.
1: Oh, my gosh, look at that time. Yeah, yeah. I'm so looking forward to getting into bed and doing the awareness thing.
0: Yeah, just do it. Okay. And don't, I'm going to go do it. Don't have any commentary if you don't go to sleep or you wake up early. Just don't have any commentary about it. You know, just be in the oh, awareness. i
2: aware that there is a naked man in my room. I'm very aware. <laughs> oh,
1: Ann Morrison, you cheeky boy.
2: <laughs> right. Well, On that I'm note. Well, I I've got some awareness. <laughs> She's just about to click us off. She is too. I can see. I can see it. You can see she's ready to click us. Yes. Bye-bye now. Coffee, tea, keys. Anybody? I'm here.
0: I've warmed the car up for you. Ready? <laughs> oh, well, let's finish up. So hopefully everybody who's enjoyed the podcast, everybody who's been listening has enjoyed the podcast and got
2: something out of it. <laughs> Even if it's I'll just... Is, 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 is Mindset Mastery, are there any spaces left in your course?
0: Um, I would probably have about three spaces left um, at the most.
2: I'm we, doing it. You are come doing it?
0: Come down the rabbit hole with me if anyone wants to come. Yeah, it's three days of full-on rabbit hole, and it's going to be in Brisbane, and it's the 23rd through to the 25th of um, July in Brisbane. So if you guys are interested in that, all that you need to do, is shoot me an email at info at com, and you guys all know how to spell my name. So just shoot me an email and then we can send all of the information to you. It's three
1: days. Um, I've done yeah. it and yeah. I was blown away, but I loved it. I didn't want it to finish because of that whole, we did so much more than that. But mm. um, thanks for the reminder, Karen, because I'd forgotten to do that. So thank you.
0: And Cindy, and see, you know, you, you know, can come back, back and reattend. And re-attend. <laughs> can I? Because, because the content is it. different every year.
1: Oh, I know. You do change your content. So you're doing it, Kimmy. Totes. Totes. Yeah. I really must go. Mm.
0: Okay. Mm. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, everybody, go to our Facebook page at, at com forward slash up for a chat. And any questions that you've got for me, don't hesitate. Just shoot them through, and I'm very, very happy to try and you know reword things or rephrase it just to try and give you that that awareness and that access so don't don't think twice about it it's it's quite a it's quite a unique way of being and it's it's probably the most profound and worth the effort. You can also go to all the w s dot the couch dot com forward slash up for a chat and you can post your comments there. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed today's podcast. Um, I just want to also let you know we have two spots left on Awaken the Change within Machu Picchu event. We had um, a couple actually cancel because one of them um, has had something else come up. So we've got two spots uh, for Machu Picchu. So if you guys are interested, again, email me, info at karensmith.com. Can't wait to go and do Machu Picchu. I'll put it on my calendar today. Oh, so oh, exciting. And it's May 2016. It's May, end of May and beginning of June, 10 days walking the Inca Trail. And guess what? We're staying in lodges. It's all going to be five star.
2: <laughs> this time next year. Yeah,
1: it I will mean, be we're this time time next on year. the trail by the time this goes live. We'll yeah. finishing it. 12 months away. We organised, we started this 18 months ago. We just came up with it. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: So cool. So cool. Okay. So hopefully you've enjoyed today's podcast. You've back. Danny's in the background going, who's going to Machu Picchu? Are you going to Machu Picchu? I, I don't think I've told him yet. <laughs> Do you want to come to Machu Picchu? Huh? What dates? He's asking what dates. Don't you love it? <laughs> Hold your horses. Right okay. away. Finish may, up. Sorry. Okay, me. so
0: um, we may only have one spot left. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, everybody. Join us here next week on Up For A Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. All our love. We love having you on the ride. Bye for now.